1: The juror speaks. What the high school coach says really went on behind the scenes at the Derek Chauvin murder trial.
2: Coming in each and every day and having to watch somebody die.
1: Then Joe Rogan blowback over what he just said about the vaccine. But
3: if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, "Should I get vaccinated?" I, I go, "No."
1: Very
4: irresponsible.
1: And accused That's drunk you driver. But look at her hours earlier.
5: Downing shots of booze. Plus, the birds. They flew in by the hundreds and left a wave of chaos and destruction. Then, camping.
1: It's never been more popular. But are novice campers getting into dangerous jams in the great outdoors?
6: I was crying and I was panicking. My
1: whole ankle went... Plus, trapped in a twister. We gotta back up! And how he kept up a friend's spirits who was stricken with COVID-19.
3: Don't stop believing.
1: Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
4: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. He's the first juror from the Derek Chauvin case to speak out. 31-year-old high school basketball coach Brandon Mitchell was juror number 52, He says he found the evidence so overwhelming in the murder of George Floyd that he was surprised it took as long as 10 hours of deliberation to reach the guilty verdicts.
3: For the first time, we're learning what really happened during jury deliberations at the Derek Chauvin murder trial. Until today, 31-year-old Brandon Mitchell was only known as juror number 52.
2: I think we came with the right verdict was, you, know, com- you know, guilty on all charges.
3: He told CBS to This Morning's Gayle King that the most important witness in the three-week trial was pulmonologist Dr. Martin um. Tobin. The healthy person subjected to what
1: Mr. Floyd was subjected to would have died.
2: I thought he just broke it down in a manner that was easy for, for all the jurors to understand, and I didn't think there was any way to, for the defense to, to come back after that. I was like, that. I mean, like, to me the case was, it was it was done at that point almost.
3: The other important witness for him, Donald Williams,
2: who witnessed George Floyd's death and tried to intervene. I thought he set the tone for, for the rest of the trial.
3: On the question of whether Chauvin should have testified.
2: I will invoke my fifth amendment privilege today. Somebody had brought it up like they wished they, that he would have, they would have liked to have heard from him. I can't say it would have changed the outcome, but it's a possibility for sure the
3: high school coach says the jurors never felt any two. outside you pressure to reach a guilty verdict despite the high emotions taking place across the usa
2: did you feel pressure because you knew the world was watching we were just stressed about just the simple fact of i mean every day we had to come in and watch a black man die that alone is stressful so anything outside of that was secondary he says it affected him in a deeply personal way it had its impact on me i mean there was a few days where uh where, where i was like i don't know I don't know how I'm going to make it in this next day, especially me as, as a black man and a larger black man. I'm about 6'4", 250 pounds, and some of the testimonies just um, like, like saying how size could be i um, considered, like, you know, is it a risk or a threat, and that's a threat, whereas I'm me, I'm a gentle giant.
3: Mitchell but says he like was surprised that. at the length it took to reach a verdict, about 10 and a half hours. He reveals 42. one 39. juror was unsure how was to vote on the charge the of manslaughter.
2: <inaudible> we just went over it as a team, as a group. Uh, each person kind of went down the line on why they thought it was guilty. Uh, we did another vote, maybe... 40 minutes later, after we went through everybody, and everybody was on the same page from the manslaughter. It it happened really quickly.
4: Chauvin will be sentenced on June 25th. He faces as much as 40 years behind bars. He's got the number one podcast on Spotify, but Joe Rogan's come under major fire today for spreading false anti-vaccine information on his show. Stephen Fabian reports Rogan explicitly told young people not to get the COVID vaccine, and that's not sitting well with medical experts.
0: There's uproar today over Joe Rogan's advice to young Americans not to get vaccinated.
3: If you're like 21 years old and you say to me, "Should I get vaccinated?" I go, "No."
0: Experts are concerned because the influential comedian's podcast has an audience reach of 16 million. He was also a commentator at that controversial UFC event in Jacksonville that featured thousands of spectators shoulder to shoulder, the largest indoor sports event of the pandemic.
5: If you're a health person and you're
3: exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, like I don't think you need to worry
0: about this. We spoke to infectious disease expert Anne Ramoyne.
2: This kind of comment is
4: very irresponsible and it's not really taking into consideration the reasons that we're getting vaccinated, which are not only to prevent illness and death in individuals, but also to stop chains
2: of transmission.
0: Rogan's advice is seen as fueling the growing vaccine hesitancy across America with up to 45 million people saying they have no plans to get vaccinated anytime soon. You
1: might feel a little pinch, okay? Okay.
0: Stars like John Legend are trying to counter hesitancy, releasing this video of his own vaccination.
3: I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. I'm feeling
0: good. Yesterday, the CDC relaxed guidelines about wearing masks outdoors for fully vaccinated Americans. If you're fully vaccinated and you're outdoors, you need, and not in a big crowd, You no longer need to wear a mask. So are people enjoying their first full day under the new guidelines? We found people picnicking together and out jogging without masks.
5: How does it feel to be outside then? Enjoying the fresh air. Amazing.
0: But some can't get used to going maskless. Right now it's just a part of my body. And among those celebrating, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, take it off, baby. Show daddy them nostrils.
4: Meantime around the country, more than five million people have missed their second dose of the vaccine, and the CDC warns having just one shot will not give you as much protection against the virus. This is not a scene from the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. It is a swarm of birds flying down a chimney in California. How many? Well, the homeowner says she stopped counting at 800. Jim Murray reports.
5: Hundreds of birds swarm a house, then they do something amazing. They fly right into the chimney it's an invasion. This fireplace is where the birds made entry into the home. They flew in by the hundreds and left a wave of chaos and destruction. Look there. They're lining the windowsill with wings furiously flapping. They also attached themselves to the ceiling. There were birds coming out of everywhere. It was insane. Carrie lives in the home in Torrance, California. She says she called animal control but was told simply to leave her doors open. But the birds wouldn't budge. They were just bouncing off your head. Patrick Belleville is Carrie's mom's boyfriend. As soon as I walked in the door, I was looking for Alfred Hitchcock. (laughs) It really was a lot like Hitchcock's The Birds, where the birds wreak havoc on a California seaside town. They were on the curtains. I just grabbed them two at a time, so I had four. Take them to the door. Let them go. It took Patrick three entire days to remove more than 1,500 birds by hand, and they left quite a mess.
6: Up here on the very top, there's still bird droppings there that we couldn't reach.
5: Incredibly, the same thing just happened 100 miles north in Montecito, the same town where Oprah, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle live. Only a steel grate kept 1,000 birds out of the house. Bird Wildlife species. biologist and host of TV's Ocean Tracks, Jeff Corwin. This is the time when birds from around the world roost. And they roost in the homes where they want to begin their families. They're just taking advantage of what they feel is good structure and away from predators.
4: And it's not just here. Check out this video of thousands of cockatoos taking over a suburban town in Australia. Residents say the birds have been showing up every day, but they're a protected species. There's not much they can do to get rid of them. If your driver's license has been suspended, you are not supposed to be behind the wheel of a car. But cops say this woman did just that and ended up fatally striking a police officer. And just hours earlier, she was on a podcast appearing to do shots of alcohol. Emma Cogliano reports.
6: A woman is in tears as she's charged with mowing down a police officer while driving drunk. I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? I'm sorry that I could have dead. Now look at this. It's the same woman just hours earlier as she live streams a podcast in which she appears to be drinking shots and washes it down with Snapple. She ends the podcast this way.
4: The police. Where are you coming?
6: dead officer Anastasio Sacos was directing traffic at an accident scene on the Long Island Expressway when Jessica Bouvet allegedly plowed into him at around 2 a.m. Cops say the woman with her front windshield shattered fled the scene sending other cops diving out of her way. When they chased her down they say she threw her car into reverse and rammed a police car before they could take her into custody. The 32-year-old suspect allegedly told cops she. Smoked marijuana before she got into her car. 43 year old Sacos leaves a wife and two children. He was a beloved figure in his neighborhood. You're heartbroken. Yes, yes. At his daily briefing, Mayor Bill de Blasio called for a moment of silence.
1: It was heartbreaking.
6: What do you want to say to the officer's family?
4: Jessica Bove has been charged with aggravated manslaughter and driving while intoxicated. They may be experienced storm chasers, but that doesn't mean they're not going to totally freak out while driving into a tornado.
0: Look at the left side. Storm chasers are heading into the direction of a monster tornado. There it is. A tornado. It's right here. It's a big one. It's right in front of us. Then they realize they're about to drive right into it. Are you guys seeing this? We're getting inside of it. Holy we're getting inside the tornado right now, right here. We are in the tornado. In the tornado. In the tornado. Right Time now. for even these experienced storm chasers to freak out. Stop right here! We got to back up!
6: We got to back up.
0: Even in this dangerous situation, they can't contain their excitement. We did it! We did it! We did it! We did it! In the tornado!
4: And yes they made it home safely people have been looking for less crowded areas to get away to lately a report by campgrounds of america found a quarter of all campers took their very first outdoor vacation during the pandemic but experts warn that the lack of experience can sometimes lead to disaster
5: it's the great outdoors but be warned even a day hike can go horribly wrong
6: i was shaking i was i was cold Um, I was scared. I was like panicking.
5: Courtney Lazard got lost hiking in South Lake Tahoe (laughs) with her dog, Marley. The snow was wet and she slipped and fell off a cliff. The rocks were very, very slippery. I could have died falling off that cliff. Courtney used the SOS alert on her cell phone. She and Marley were rescued by helicopter. I'm still alive, still smiling. <laughs> you may know St. John Colchester oh, from the hit TLC reality gone, show, I, 90 Day Fiance. He was hiking this. in the Shenandoah National Park in Virginia I when he tripped and severely sprained, sprained ankle. both ankles. Oh,
3: my whole ankle went, and I fell to the ground and I thought like I broke it. And I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's, like, nothing. The
5: water, They're just the latest batch of campers who find themselves in crisis situations because of mishaps in the wild. God. Luke Barnett saved his daughter's life when he stepped in front of an 8,000-pound boulder that came barreling at them on the Arizona Trail.
6: His left arm's pretty beaten up and his hands all crushed. How are you doing, Dad? I'm
5: doing good.
3: My forearm's broken for sure and my... um.
6: Growing got really twisted bad, so I, I
5: just can't walk. And the man waving his arm in the dramatic infrared video was pinned under a giant boulder for nine hours. 48-year-old Jason Cook somehow managed to reach his flashlight. I started uh, going uh, S-O-S, SOS. At first light, a chopper was able to fly in and pluck him from the mountain. Survival experts say even if you plan for a simple camping trip, be prepared for an emergency. And they warn even if you have all the right equipment, it may not be enough without the proper training. Survival expert Thomas Coyne. Plan for an emergency in advance and have a basic medical kit. He says Ah, sprains are common, so so always have an ACE bandage Ah. on hand. Have what you need uh, to spend the night in an emergency. Like a lightweight blanket and a way to start a fire. Another must have a GPS tracking device like this one. You wanna make yourself visible to rescuers. After surviving the pandemic, All helpful tips to prevent your outdoor camping trip from becoming a nightmare.
4: And we'll be back with more right after this.
5: Next, new
1: home for the demon chihuahua that hates men.
4: Who in the world would adopt the little devil dog?
1: She would.
4: It's a little overwhelming. And
1: how he kept up a friend's spirits who was stricken with COVID-19. Don't stop! Side edition with deborah norville we'll be right back
4: angie's list is now angie and we've heard a lot of theories about why i thought it was an eco move
1: fewer words less paper no it was so you could say it faster no
4: it's to be more iconic must be a tech thing
1: What she says happened to her little girl. Next, Inside Edition. The company says their mattress is safe, but wait till you see what this mom says she found in the mattress.
4: I couldn't believe I was sleeping on it.
1: Then, monsters in the house. Imagine finding this beast when you get home. Watch the next Inside Edition.
4: He's the police lieutenant who loves to sing, and this carpool karaoke has a very special purpose. It's to lift the spirits of his close friend who's hospitalized with COVID-19.
0: When Tina Azmat was stricken with COVID-19, she thought she was going to die.
4: COVID has been the
6: scariest thing that I have ever been through in my entire life. That's you when her lifelong
4: friend, Gary Eblen, who's a Boston so police I lieutenant, had an idea.
1: So the Queen song came on, We Are the Champions, and I just started singing Tina the Champion, and it just, it fit. Tina's a champion, my
0: friend. When I found out that that uh, it was kind of giving her a boost, then I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do this every day.
1: Don't stop believing. I'm believing in you, Tina.
6: Just to have that little bit of sunshine, you know, you can calling every, every day. I know he's going to call today. I know he's going to call tomorrow. I know he's going to call the next day until I'm home. And to look forward to that has just been, Here he's just a wonderful, wonderful man.
1: Keep on fighting. Big wheel, keep on turning. Proud Mary, keep on burning. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I hope you're having a great day, honey.
0: We were there when <laughs> Tina shared big Bring news. I'm out today. Is that right? Yeah, oh, that's I just that one awesome. more test. Gary, of course, had a song ready to fit the moment.
1: Take me home, country roads, to the place you
4: belong. Friendship is the best medicine. When we come back, the unadoptable chihuahua has gotten adopted.
0: Okay, it's time to commit. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
4: The man hating, neurotic chihuahua gets a forever home.
3: Prancer, the worst dog in America, has found his new home. Ariel Davis, a 36-year-old chef from Connecticut, adopted the two-year-old chihuahua who hates people, especially men. Compared to the reaction I got from Prancer, you're a dog whisperer.
6: I'm the Prancer whisperer. You
3: might recall when I tried to pet him. That didn't go so well. If I went to try to pet...
4: He would get upset.
3: Really? Yeah. So,
4: hey, are you
3: you're okay okay
4: all right
3: yeah yeah let me know petting (laughs) tiffany fortuna had been fostering prancer posted this hilarious yet honest ad describing prancer as man hating animal hating children hating neurotic mess demonic when you saw her story did you have any reservations about adopting prancer
6: definitely um, it wasn't so much reservations as it was like fear or you know, anticipation. The
3: devil dog seems to be liking his new forever home. Have you had any issues, any anger management issues with Prancer?
6: Um, no, no, not really. You
3: so know. far, so good. As long as this hey. reporter isn't around.
4: <laughs> what, I, what I do? Just keep that dog away from Les. When we come back, a concert in the sky. Finally today, talk about multitasking. This guy is paragliding while playing the violin. (laughs) He is high above the countryside in Turkey, holding tightly onto his violin and his bow. We'd like to think of this as just a little sky music. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.